responder or a patriot looking for a place to put your skill set, your thoughts, and or want to help continue the mission, you have come to the right place. We are the Peaceful Patriot Project, and we want to be the shock and awe when it comes to meeting the needs of our veterans and first responders. We are dealing with a new enemy in today's world where the wounds are not always seen. We want you to be part of this mission in saving lives and making a difference. Welcome to Peace the Playtime. We got your stick at stick. Now here's your host, Shad Turner of Veterans Unite Podcast and the People's Patriot Project. And as always, Patriot Pride. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to another episode of We Got Your 6-6. I'm Chad Turner with Veterans Unite Podcast. And as always, we've got Mark Peterson and Andrea Eichmann from the People's Patriot Project with us tonight. We've got a great show lined up, as always. Uh, Tonight's special guest is Justin Rambo, who is a personal development coach, if if I remember that correctly. And uh, we'll definitely get to know more about him and what he does and why he does what he does. We've also got a fantastic musician. Um, We've got James Kazad. He's going to uh, grace us with his uh, vocals tonight. But before we get the show started, we got to do the Pledge of Allegiance. So if you're wearing a hat, take it off. If you can stand, please do. And let's do the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance. To the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, All right. Marky Mark, what's up, man? What up? It is the day, a couple days after Christmas, and... um how, how was y'all's Christmas? How, how many days of Christmas do you have? It's one day after Christmas, Shad. It's, it's the 27th. It's a couple of days after now. 25th, right. one, two. <laughs> I get it. There's a, I have an extra um, day in between mine because I have a birthday on the 26th. Not mine. In our household. Uh, so they kind of crunch together. And so. Um, yeah. Right. One day. Two yeah. days. Two days. So, so did you have a good time with family, friends? Or did COVID totally screw all that up for you? Well, that's for anyone to answer, but I will answer. It, it was different. Um, we have an older family member that doesn't quite understand all the, the purposes and the reasonings, and they were like, okay with doing it. And I kind of pulled the sisters together and said, hey, you might not to do that because I just want you to think about the guilt if something was to happen. I, I'm not buying the whole narrative, but at the same time, why, why play Russian roulette at the same time? Yeah, yeah, I've got a, I've got a couple of really good friends, uh, one of them lifelong, for, or since high school anyways, and normally 
they they have people come to their house and then they go down to visit with his mom and her sister and a few other people and they said yeah this year they stayed at home they facetimed everybody and that was that um on my end i drove down to my dad's on christmas eve or actually no wednesday night so before christmas eve spent the day with them and then drove back so i could do christmas with the in-laws at midnight going into christmas day uh, because that's just how they've always done it and yeah it's fun it's tiring from all the driving but it was fun the the tough piece for us is we do have a sewer service member that's home for the holidays and right you know the older person in our family is a grandparent and it's important for him to see them and it's all that i want to apologize i've got a some latency in my microphone so i'm dragging my words out a little bit andrea thinks i'm into the bottle of bourbon and i'm not so <laughs> so I'm i want to hear how andrea's family did because they got the rabbit or the rabbit family over there with all the so i'm pretty sure mr walls the governor was watching but um so in reality four of my kids still have this address on their driver's licenses so that was one family right and their spouses or significant others um the oldest he lives like 20 minutes away and then uh well okay i'll admit my sister from iowa her husband and three kids and a girlfriend came along too so i had a house all the way from another country from their iwegians their iwegians in god's chosen land iowa yes um yeah so we had a house fault and i don't know if you just heard that but so Son number four is, uh, I think he, well, he's on a trip. He's in Mexico. So I have his dog and then we have an extra cat that got left behind. And it's like the Eichmann petting zoo upstairs. And when the car drives by, one of them barks, then they all bark and cat thinks it's a dog. So he barks. I don't get it. It's a, I'm going to stay right down here for the next few days in this little room. Um, but it was fun. It was amazing. It was, it was great having everyone around. So. How about you, Gibson? Uh-oh, I caught him off guard. There we go, there we go. There we go. Uh, son lives right up the street, daughter's out in California. So we had Christmas dinner and I finished modifying a trailer to work for Fab Rush. That's about, that was my Christmas. It wasn't. Kazad, you're down seeing family, right? Oh yeah, yeah. The whole Christmas, pretty much, with a good group of family. I mean, it was all family. We'll just kind of keep the numbers. I had a good crowd there. Let's just say that. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> and Mr. Rambo, how about your your holiday and your family? It was uh, it was great. We ended up having obviously the nucleus of the family here, the kids and stuff like that. Um, but I have a pretty large family, so we did a huge Zoom gingerbread house competition. So that was actually pretty fun. Um, I didn't come in first. Uh, no one in my household came in first, but it was fun. That sounds do awesome. You, do you eat them? I did not. I destroyed it afterwards. So that was the fun part. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds fun. You know, I've been trying really to bring cool. my wife into that tradition of doing gingerbread houses. But every time she sees one, she's like, it, it looks like it'd be fun to make, but disgusting to eat. 
Uh, yeah, no, I didn't. You need don't it. eat them. Yeah. You don't eat them. Most times, no. <laughs> you know, but I remember as a kid, we ate them. But then again, as kids eat, you know, crap off the ground if it was sweet enough. So, I mean, go figure. Right. Chad, right. that's not true. That's that's the Texan thing. That's. <laughs> well, uh, I do got an alibi, though. And this relates to the mission. We've had we had two Christmas blessings on Christmas. Jim Thorpe, you may know him, right? For ninety-two for twenty, right? He did a great little shout out for us. I was like, what? And then one of our supporters, volunteers, her nephew gave up some of his Christmas twenty-two dollars of his Christmas money. To the mission. I saw your post. That was pretty awesome. Yeah, I was like, wow. You know, here's a 18 year old kid never served a day in his life going here. Here's some, here's some Christmas money. So yeah, that was that was great. And I just want to say real quick, you know, you mentioned 22 bucks, and is it does that get the job done? It it doesn't. It doesn't get the job done, but what an amazing blessing that is and how important it is. We have close to 40,000 homeless vets across the country right now. We have uh, 22, 17 to 75 veterans and first responders committing suicide daily. Um, it's not enough. And I know Brian has the same mission as we do. And, um, we commit to the statement of helping as many as we can with what we have. And I'm never going to fall short of doing that. Um, but we don't bring in enough. And I'm just going to put it out there. Uh, Brian asked at the beginning of the show, are we going to ever call out or send a message where we're going to call out the people that we're trying to reach and say we're not doing enough? Um, and I struggle with that piece because some are giving everything they got. Some are not doing nothing. And we don't want to alienate anyone. We just want to get the the ones taken care of that need to be taken care of. And um, I don't want that call out or shout out or, hey, wake up conversation looks like. But we're going to keep doing what we're doing. Um, we're going to keep doing the we got your six and six. We know that Project Die Hard is going to continue its mission down in Kentucky and Southern Illinois. Uh, the People's Patriot Project will continue to reach across the country. Um, and everyone that's on the screen right now is part of the mission in some shape or form. And uh, we're excited about that. Um, yeah, it's it, it hurts sometimes because at the end of the day, we can't help everyone. But I always want to revert back to the story about the boy on the beach. And I might get some eye rolls here because they've heard the story a thousand times. But there's a little boy walking on the beach, and he sees all these starfish out on the, on the beach. And he's running up, and he's grabbing them and throwing them back in the ocean. And this older man walks up and says, little boy, what are you doing? You'll never make a difference. And he reaches down and picks up the very next one, throws it in the water. He said, I made a difference to that one. Um, it's what we got to be doing. And I know we are one conversation, Jim Thorpe. We're one conversation, a 
away from the person that's going to make the financial difference. I know it. Um, and maybe we'll be enlightened, enlightened with the, the guests that are on tonight. Um, maybe there's someone in the audience that can enlighten us. Someone in the audience might have a gift. we got a huge crew of people on the screen right now um, on our Facebook. And uh, remember, this is a collaboration. If you see and hear and like what we're doing, uh, make some comments, talk to us, be part of the conversation. You might be the next person that saves someone's lives, and we, we indoctrinate you into the mission. So I don't want to get onto a big stepping stool and get deep into this, but because I want to talk about uh, Justin Rambo and what he's doing out in the world. I, I listened to a couple of his uh, podcasts and his broadcasts on Facebook. He's one of the most positive people I've seen, and that's what we need in this day and age in this world is positivity. Um, good to have you on the show, Justin. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me on. So tell me what your primary mission is, and then let's loosely fit this all together because you're not a veteran, you're not a first responder, but I saw what you were saying, and I said this is important for the rest of the world to hear. Yeah, so my primary mission is to help people discover themselves or find themselves or even rediscover themselves. And the reason for that is I feel like a lot of times we go through life sort of lost or not really sure who we are as an individual. And that leads to what I call like an identity crisis. And we're not sure what to do next, who to follow, where to go. And you'll find that self-doubt creeps in. You'll find that uh, just a lot of negative thoughts creep in because we're just not sure who we are. So my main mission is, is to help individuals find themselves so that way they can go forward uh, throughout life knowing themselves but producing whatever they want to produce within their own life, whether that's joy, gratitude, and things like that. And the reason, the reason I'm doing that is because at one point I was not this person that you mentioned where you would see the positivity on Facebook all the time or the messages and things like that. So it took uh, a journey for me to find who I really am. But through that journey, there are a lot of struggles and the struggles actually helped me discover it. So I help people do that. That is awesome. That is awesome. They need, uh, I really do think self-confidence is a huge, huge part of it. And your last statement, my mom and I have had many discussion. Sometimes it's spurred with something that happens through like a, a spiritual talk as well. But honestly, and I think a lot of our members and a lot of our viewers would agree, it takes that struggle because we come out stronger, we come out wiser. We learn a lot. If you get what you want every time you turn around, you don't learn anything along the way. You don't learn how to get that thing. You don't know how to make it. Learn how to make it last. Um, and so the struggle, I think, is the key piece. And then realizing that the struggle isn't here to kill you. The struggle is here to make you stronger. To um, make you grow. And make you grow. Yeah, yeah. So that yeah. is a great, a great piece. Yeah, and on. and if I can just add in terms of the struggle, I think if we realize and a lot of times part of personal development is the self-reflection right things that you've gone through things that you've have uh, experienced in the past so a lot of times we have to realize that when we're struggling it's not the first thing that we have and for a lot of individuals it's just reverting back to okay i struggled before what did i learn from it 
and understanding that this time while I'm struggling, I'm going to learn something from it. And then you take whatever you're learning and apply it to life. So it's like a perspective uh, shift in terms of how you view the struggle, because you have some people that view struggle as why is this happening to me versus other individuals who view it and say, what can I learn from this and how can I use it to push me forward? Because you can take anyone in history, no matter what they've accomplished, uh, whether you know them or not, but no one has a perfect life. And so we realize struggles push people forward. The key is to realize it in the moment, though, right? Because that helps flip your your perspective on what's going on. Once you realize it in the moment because you've already gone through a struggle before, then you can go forward understanding that there's a lesson within that struggle. I think that's a, a gigantic piece we've missed in the fact that we don't teach anyone to cope anymore. It was... I'm going to sit on my bed because I don't want to make the mistake. Or I'm going to sit on my bed because all the mistakes I've made have gotten me here. Um, on top of doing this, I teach during the day. And my kids are absolutely blown away when I say, you know what your number one job is? Make a mistake. Go through a struggle. Go through a channel. Learn and live. Because if you don't, you can't put the pieces together. 100%. Yeah. And for anyone that is listening that, you know, if you love history, it sort of, it's a guide, it's a roadmap, right? As they say, there's nothing new under the sun. And so sometimes, like I said, the part of personal development is that self-reflection, but sometimes we don't have to go through the entire mistake ourselves. If we can just look at other people that have gone through that same issue. So part of it is reaching out saying, hey, I'm not okay, saying, hey, I need help because there's other individuals who have gone through it that can sort of steer you in the right direction. So that way you're not uh, spending too much time in that negative mental space. So reaching out to people, uh, saying I need help is okay. And you have to realize throughout history, you have to realize you're not alone. Everyone goes through it. So um, just opening up and learning to that it's okay to not be okay, if that makes sense. I think that's an important, great, it's okay to be not okay. It's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to break something and turn around and fix it. And mm -hmm. the other part of that is it's okay that not everything gets fixed because it puts you on a different or new path that might be more productive for you. Yeah, definitely. And it's not okay to quit. You can't quit. You have to keep going forward. You can have your good days, your bad days, but you've got to keep going forward. Yeah. And a lot of times it's as simple, it's as simple as a pivot. You know, a lot of times, and I tell everyone this story, you know, uh, Mark, you mentioned that you see me on social media making videos and things like that. About a year and a half ago, no one ever saw me on social media making videos because I was terrified, right? So this goes back into the whole, it's okay to just, do something. And if it doesn't work out, pivot and keep going. The first time I ever made a video or got on social media, I was petrified to the point where I didn't want to do it again because I started comparing myself to other people that had been doing it for a long time. And I had to realize they're doing it a because they've been doing it for a while, but b they're doing it in their own way. I have to figure out how I can do things in my own way, because if I figure out how to do it in my own way, then I can produce it and feel more confident but at the same time, you make adjustments along the way. It's just like if you watch football, 
if there's if you don't get a first down on the first play, you'll you have second down and then you have third down and maybe you have to punt. And you'll get the ball back. So you just keep going until something breaks. You just can't give up. But you learn a lot of lessons along the way or you find out new things that can help you if you keep going. Absolutely. We uh, loosely do a program called Lighten the Load where we try to put tools in the people's pockets so that they can look down the road a little bit further. And I think that's what happens when you have first down, you don't get where you need to or you lose, lose some yards where if we can lighten the load or change the perspective or give a lesson and learn something, and that's what football is really about. I didn't want to get into a football conversation. But, um, <laughs> Sorry about that. No, you're good because it's relevant. And you just don't go out and run the same play over and over and over and over and over again because they're going to adjust to that. You got to be able to adapt. You got to be able to, you can't do the same thing and expect a different outcome. And that's the definition of insanity. But and, and we got people lying out of place. Um, there's people that will look at a hot stove and say, I know if I touch it, I'm going to get burned. And they'll still take that chance. And I think you need to use your, your, your preset knowledge and then have someone like you in their corner where you can say, hey, let's open this up and look at a little bit something different and uh, see if we can get a different outcome. So awesome. Um, I strongly suggest if you see Mr. Rambo online, you take a listen to what he's doing out there. Uh, we're actually going to give him an opportunity. I don't know how busy he is. We'll talk about a post show today. If you're interested in being part of the post show, reach out to us. We'll give you the link and you come in and see what we do after the show, which is a lot of collaboration, a lot of putting the pieces together and learn how we can call our people out a little bit and do it in a constructive way. Um, and we try to put the pieces together as a group because here's the deal. And this probably segues a little bit into what Justin was saying. You're not doing this by yourself and we're not doing this by ourselves. And, uh, we got a great team of people here that are going to work to make sure that we're taking care of those that need us most. I want to bring James into the picture a little bit. How are you doing, brother? I'm doing good. How you doing, brother? We're doing fabulous. Where are you at right now? Uh, I'm up in Sutton, West Virginia. Okay, you can't say <laughs> up in West Virginia because uh, <laughs> we're in Minnesota. Also, All right. Hey, he is up from where I'm at. <laughs> I'm up from where I normally live. Fair enough. You got some music? You got something that matches what Rambo is talking to us about? I do. I mean, when we talk about, you know, reaching out and trying to help brothers and sisters out, you know, or military and all that as well, and trying to give them something to build on. You know, there was a song, and it's actually out available on all streaming sites and everything that I co-wrote with, that I wrote with, uh, of course, Miss Ricks and uh, a buddy of mine down in Nashville, Corey Barker. A song we wrote called And the song, actually, you know, one of the biggest struggles in this world is military veterans and their PTSD. PTSD causes a lot of issues, and there's a lot of guys I'll be honest, I was one of them for many years that didn't want to admit that there was anything wrong with me. Because I thought it would kind of show, oh, well, that, that, you know, but 
we kind of keep things to ourselves. But this song I'm going to play for you kind of the detail, because a lot of, you know, there's people out there that have no idea about military veterans and war veterans that think a lot of guys, when we come home from overseas, that everything's okay, but they don't realize that years and years and years, that battle continues on inside our minds. So I hope you all enjoy this song. It's called Day in the Life of a Soldier. I was 16 when I left it all behind. I traded in my teenagers. The five for what was right. Left here and born. He came back a man. Took my Bible and I said a prayer each day. I trusted in God, He helped show me the way, and I gave Him my all to protect this blessed land. And I still can't get to Him. That I seen out of my head. Yeah, I still wrestle with those demons. That won't let me forget. I see the bombs and hear the screams. Can't find a way out of the dreams that haunt my mind. I'm home, but it ain't over. Yeah, such is the day. You can lie. Of a soldier, and don't say, Can you see the tears down my face? His ain't laying folded flat on a brother's resting place. I can't hear the wonder. Why he denied me? And sometimes it don't seem fair to me. I still can't get the evil that I seen out of my head. I still wrestle with those demons. Won't let me forget to see the bombs and hear the screams. Can't find a way out of the dream. It all my mind. I'm home, but it ain't over. It's such is a day we're in the line of a soldier. Oh, it's a sacrifice that most can comprehend. Well, if it means you keep your freedom. Do it all again. And I still can't get the evil that I seen out of my head. I still wrestle with those demons. Won't let me forget. I see the bombs and hear the screams. 
Can't find a way out of the dreams that haunt my mind. I've home, but it ain't over. Yes, such is the day. You hear the line of a soldier. Yes, such is the day. The line of a soldier. That is so heartfelt, and your message has come straight out when you've seen that. I can tell that's coming from your heart. Uh, well, like I say, I mean, there's there's a lot of issues, you know, I see in today's society as far as how are some of the veterans, you know, I mean, 22 a day, that that's, that's way too many. It should be zero a day, in my opinion. But, you know, you got a lot of people out there that there's not really a whole lot of, you know, there's a lot of resources involved. <laughs> don't know how to get it or don't know how to go about it or in a way they're they don't want to ask for help because some of them you know some of us are proud we don't really ask for anything but you know i mean there's just times you know sometimes you got to get out and you got to seek that help if you know something ain't right you got to get up and you got to take some steps message i mean you there's there's a lot of things that go on in this life and there's no reason for a veteran to be homeless. That's one of my biggest pet peeves. No veteran should ever be homeless. And no veteran should ever not have the right medical care and stuff like that. They need they should go out and seek it and get it. And like I say, I always tell everybody that listens to me and follows my music, if you're a veteran and you need to talk, I'm always available. And I'll make time for you. I love it. I, I have a hard time living in the country we live in that anyone's homeless, anyone goes hungry, but uh, you know, we are a little bit uh, biased in that uh, the people that have served should have a chance. Uh, I'm not saying necessarily ahead of anyone, but uh, you know, they put their stuff out there, so they I think they should get a, a share of the opportunity, and uh, it is sad. I sat on a podcast this last week with Richard Kaufman, and uh, we had the conversation, some of the things that you're saying. He asked me specifically, and I'm sorry, my microphone's driving nuts. Um, he said, um, or asked, Mark, why why aren't people asking? And I think he touched on some of the pieces, not realizing. I think they are asking, I told him. I said, I don't, I think we have 40,000 40, veteran organizations in our country and i'm not saying anyone's dropping the ball but i don't know that they all have the same bandwidth and or the resource so sometimes when these guys are re and gals are reaching out for help they're they're getting a busy phone line or they're getting an email that no one's returning there's just a number of roadblocks that are keeping now i've said this for the last couple of weeks these guys are in crisis right now. They're in, they're in crisis when they're reaching out. So we got to be take. We'll go back to the football game. We got to take the ball right now and go. We we don't have time. Um, these guys are asking for help now, and I pride myself in saying we don't refer anybody. We do referrals, but 
what I do is when they call us and I can't maintain their ask, I call out Brian Gibson down in uh, Kentucky and say, Brian, I got the situation. Can you help this guy out down in Kentucky? Or I reach out. Uh, I had a first re- first responder and veteran who was struggling with some things, and we had a guest on about eight weeks ago, and I, I connected the two together, and that's what we do. Um, it's important that we make sure that we connect the people with the tools that they need. And, again, that's one of the reasons why we brought Rambo on because he's a tool. And I know that sounds kind of negative there, but <laughs> he is a tool. Um, now, Mark. Tools are yet to be used. Mark. Go ahead, Brian. I call it not a referral. I call it a handoff. Okay. Because we do not just refer our brothers and sisters. If you called me or like when I called Andrea about that veteran up there, Andrea, did I not follow up with you? Hey, did we mm-hmm. contact up right? That's a handoff. Yeah, there's that, a follow up. You, you always follow up. Every time I, you know, it breaks my heart when I got to re- hand people off because we're not up and running yet. But I always do a follow-up. Hey, was that taken care of? Mm-hmm. Most definitely. And that's this network that we're building is just for that purpose. Um, Nick Richardson was on last week. He's out in, in Spokane, right? And he, um, same mission, same plan, almost the exact same goals for setup as as the rest of us and do I don't know anybody else out there. So now I have another ace in my pocket for when someone way out on the Northwest coast needs help. Um, That's what this part is all about. It's just making that. And I wouldn't just say, Hey, call Nick Richardson. I'd call Nick and I'd say, here's Nick. This is what you need to do next. Or here's Brian. This is what you do next. Um, That has been an amazing amazing part of this, even though we don't have our um, buildings and properties ready yet either, to be able to reach out to others and then get that direct help that they need right now. Um, That's what matters. We'll have our buildings someday. We'll be the one where they send it. Brian's got the buildings. He'll be ready pretty soon. Um, Scotty's got the properties down in Kansas as well. Yeah. Yeah. With uh, Scott and 22. We got a great dialogue going on right now with Matthew Jenkins. He says this is his first time uh, on the show. Thanks for being here, Matthew. He's asking, how do we all reach out to you all? Um, our webpage is on the screen, uh, Project.org. I know, don't get tired or bored after you're typing that out, but um, we'll get that shorter eventually. But we've got, like I said, uh, Project iHeart, uh, Forgotten 22. Um, Chad Turner, who is our director, producer of our podcast, uh, one night we're sitting here doing a show and someone reached out during the show and he, uh, he stopped doing his job on the podcast and went and took care of this thing. And we handled it well and it all worked out. And that's what we do. It's too easy. And now we're bringing James Kazan on, Justin Rambo, and we're going to continue to keep the mission going forward. And I would love to pull up the list of the organizations we put on the show over the last, I think we're on like episode 48 now. Um, 
that's one musician for the most part and one boots on the ground organization that's been helping veterans since March and including us. And that's awesome. And people ask me, why, why do you allow these guys to come on your show and kind of steal your funding? This no one's stealing my funding. Um, we're not getting all we need, but at the same time, um, we don't have enough nets in the water. Um, we're losing between 17 and 75 a day, and you got to have more nets in the water. And so I'm going to fish along with my brother Brian, my brother Shad, Andrea, Scotty Sexton, Justin, and James, and we're going to catch as many as we can. Again, as I always stated, it's working together. And yes, the 22 a day, James, that is the catch-all number. We've had a 20% increase in veteran suicide since COVID hit. It's the holiday, so we had our annual bump. So right now, if I looking at the numbers today, which I do every week, we're up to about 52 right now a day. That's, that's still too many. One is too many. One is too many, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. It's, they're, they're, I know that there's programs out there, but people uh-huh. uh, they, you never know. Oh, again, there's there's lots of programs out there. I love I love my network that we can move people around and get them the help they need. Uh, I get bombarded. I don't know about you, Mark and Andrea, but I get bombarded. Oh, we want to help, and I ask, okay, so what do you guys do? Oh, we run this medication type thing, and they I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know. <laughs> We self-medicate with alcohol and drugs to start with. And you want to throw meds in here? And I, uh, no, I'm sorry. I can't work with you. And then they say, I'm a prude. I'm like, no, I self-medicated. Alcohol was my poison. I mean, I'm going to jump on that a little bit, not to disagree with you, because I do believe in intervention over medication. There is a niche for it. Um, I know a lot of our brothers and sisters are struggling with that from the VA, and I'm not attacking the VA. I've heard great stories about the VA, and I've heard negative stories about the VA. I do think that their place kind of throw appeal into people uh, first, and I don't know why there's that piece of that regulation. And so I'm I'm not a doctor, so I'm not going to sit here and say stop taking the pills, uh, go through your physician work through it, have conversations. But I think that's the key back to how we start what we do. We build a relationship first. The doctors at the VA don't have time to build a relationship. They've got a revolving door of people just coming in and in and in and in and in. And there's no time to sit and say, well, you pooped the bed last night. Um, People do that. Let's fix it, clean up the mess, blah, blah, blah. And that's a figurative piece of conversation. Um, It's building a relationship, and I'm excited to just continue in the mission moving forward. Tip of the spear, that's a kind of call out to one of our, Mr. Hendrickson, who has a book out. 
Um, so I gotta add, so I wanna I wanna talk about the audio on Mr. Kazad's song wasn't the greatest. And Zero Tag James, um, we had the conversation, we have this with all of ours when they come on, we say, Do you want us to post a video or do you want to go live? And me and Shad from the very beginning said we would prefer our artists to be live. And the reason why it is real. It was so awesome to hear your voice, James, and not have the guitar come through in the entire piece of it. That's our song now. I, I we're not stealing them from you, but <laughs> that that was played on. We got your six and six, and we're the only one that has that one. So we love the natural play. Um, again, we want to encourage any artist that wants to showcase their talent and craft to come. We welcome everyone. Um, we've had some amazing talent. James included, um, come on and share their stories. We love it. And uh, we are just so happy to have you here, James, and just listen to your amazing story. Well, see, I'm glad to be here because, I mean, being a veteran myself, music is, uh, everybody has their vice. Everybody has vice and everything that they use to kind of cope with everything but mine has always been music so i mean music helps me and when you talk about boots on the ground if you don't mind got you one more that could actually be from me as well let's that, do it this one that i haven't recorded or released yet played in a lot of veteran functions because i do a lot of stuff for our local veterans in this area and they all love it. It's a song actually titled Boots on the Ground. <laughs> so if you don't mind, I'll play this for you. Please do, brother. Scream 
she has led me, she said. I turned around to find another brother has died. And there was fire all around me. It smoked so thick that I couldn't see. I could hear the devil calling. He was a living hell going down. I had boots, your boots on the Stand proud before the red, the white, blue. And I salute the ones that fight in me and you. That is actually my newest original song that as soon as I can get back into Nashville and get into the studio, that is going to be one of the next ones to and release out. It's a great story. Thank you. All. It's a great I'm glad story. that I'm honored to actually be a part of this, you know, to actually be on this show. I mean, I know we've been trying to get on here for months and months. Just the world's gone crazy. It has. And it, you didn't hold back anything and we were getting done, brother. And we're so glad to have you here. And we knew the opportunity was going to eventually happen. And we thank you. You took time out of your day. You took time away from your family. Um, I, your story is important. Um, your mission is important. And I want to showcase that. And I want everyone to hear the story, the story in your songs. Well, that's so, why the uh, Day in the Life of the Soldier song, the actual recording of that of course they can find that on any streaming site the actual real music video to that song is actually available on youtube you can actually find it on youtube and it's also on my social media on my website page at www.jameskazadmusic.com the video we actually filmed it to tell the story of a true veteran and we have the guy that actually is in the video is a three-time vietnam veteran he served three tours in Vietnam. He was a member of the 1st Air Cab Division. And, you know, he was, he, you know, it, to me it was an honor to have him in there because, you know, it's always an honor to hang out with veterans and stuff like that, but to have an actual three-time Vietnam veteran in there who served his country. And, you know, he enjoyed the song. He enjoyed being a part of it. And... I will say this, the tears that you see him wipe from his eyes in that video, 
They're not the typical movie trick thing where we dabbed water. The actual shot where he started, where he starts wiping his eyes was actually when it was filmed, we were sitting there off to the side and I was playing the song off camera for him and no audio. And when he heard the song, he started crying because it kind of, I guess, touched him a good way. And, you know, it was an honor for me to have him in there. So like I say, if you can check it out, check it out. Is that the one that starts where the guy walks and buys him a beer in the bar? Yes. Yeah, I love it. In fact, I was going to reach out. We have a program called Pines for Patriots, and we're gonna. I'm going to reach out and talk to you about that. Hey, do it. I'm all in. We'll take any anything for our veterans, our servicemen and women that are still serving. I'm in 100 percent because those, to me, those are the most important people in this world. I agree with you, and. You know, when we had some of the stuff going on in Minnesota, we had a little bit of the combat with some people reaching out to us. We went down and made sure we were taking care of the people that are deployed and the first responders during the civil unrest. And a lot of people reached out to us and said, hey, it's the civilians that need this more than their veterans. I'm like, I'm not going to argue with you. Um, we've got our deployed laying and sleeping down on concrete and sleeping down there. Um, these are 17 to 21-year-old boys and girls who didn't necessarily want, have a plan to stand in the middle of a civil unrest episode. And um, yes, civilians need help too. That's not our mission. Um, with that said, we had some things donated to us that didn't fit the need of the deployed and the first responders, and we took it down to the churches down there and made sure it was donated down there as well. So we made sure we made full circle. Um, you know what? It doesn't make sense to do what we're doing without the civilians of our world either, but uh, we do have a heart for veterans and first responders, and so we're going to serve them. And it doesn't mean we're kicking anyone to the curb and not taking care of other people, but this is what we're doing. Again, working together, just like one of my sister charities that sends care packages over that huge box of beef jerky and links and all that stuff that was donated to us. I'm like, we're not up and running sure. yet, but I know who can use this. <laughs> Just know? let's bring you back into the fold for our closing here. And we can do some of the things we need to talk about tonight in post show. I think there's a piece there. Where do you think you can help our veterans and first responders at this time? And and tell me what you, how you fit into this mission at that point. I would say, and I believe, Mark, when you and I talked, I, I asked the question um, for a lot of veterans. Is part of the part of what goes on? It's the loss of something, or loss of identity, or just not feeling just not feeling heard, or just the I guess, loss of, you know, uh, individuals and things like that. And so I think where I come in, come in is my gift. And it's sometimes it's hard to explain if, if, if you have like a superpower or a gift, it's hard to explain to other people if that's not their lane. So what I found with myself is I've always been able to get people back to themselves, like center themselves. And I think that's where I come in is at least to help someone, you know, find who they are and center themselves 
around who they are. Um, and I believe a lot of times you just throughout life, things happen and we go astray from, from who we really are. Absolutely. So we haven't worked out any major details with Mr. Rambo and there's, we're working on some pieces together. And so this is a guy that's got to feed his family too. And, uh, but I want to say, let's just kind of put this piece in place right now. If you need to have someone give you some direction and just in the show today, you said, well, Justin Rambo might be that guy that give me a little bit of direction. I'm going to say, reach out to him. Um, Give him a quick Patriot pride. Let him know that you heard about him here on the, we got your six and six. I'm not saying that's a, a free code for anything and that you're going to get a discount on anything. And I'm not saying he's going to charge you anything. I don't know his fee structure either. So, but, well, Mark, can I can I yeah. interrupt? Uh, here's actually, you know, one of my, and I think I think I sent it to you. One of my sign, signature programs is called the Lost and Found, right? Lost and Found program, you know, those things. And so, it's something I teach. It's a program I teach. And for my dad was a veteran. My my all my uncles were veterans. I had uncles and older older cousins in the in the Vietnam War. Uh, in fact, my my oldest uncle my mom's oldest brother uh, you know he was killed in the vietnam war my grandfather fought in world war ii so while i'm not myself a veteran i, I have been around veterans and so for the program any veteran that wants to join the program i'm not going to charge them and so that's a program that has helped a lot of individuals and while it is a business i like to help and that's where it comes back to me knowing me and what i'm really good at so why would i you know hold someone back from getting what I believe something a tool, like you said, that can help them. That's amazing, brother. Thank you so much. That's a gift. And uh, I, if you are hearing this, make sure you get on Facebook, like, share, promote Justin Rambo. So he's feeding his family. And if you need help, reach out. And I think we'll commit to this. He's part of our network at this moment. Um, if it's something that's out of his knowledge or, or understanding base, he'll reach out to me and we'll get him everyone in the right place. Um, we will turn this around and we'll turn it around because everyone has the same focus, the same mission, and we're moving forward. So that is so awesome. Thank you, Justin. And thank you for being here. Thank you. Uh, absolutely nothing but positive message every time I hear you. Appreciate it, and thank you for everyone for everything you've done. We're we're four minutes short right now, and I'm just kind of oh, like, I could take that up in a heartbeat. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> tell us what you got, brother. Okay, look, Mark, I gotta praise you, man, for what you're doing. Okay, I got two brothers here, and James just come back, got it, Justin. Yeah, stay after because we're going to talk too. Because I want to plug you into my network, okay? Okay, for James, dude, I got a song I want to send you that was written for us, okay? Sounds good to me, brother. Again, working together, working together, working together. This is how we're going to do this, okay? That's Mark. I'm going to give you the last two minutes. There you go. 
<laughs> you said you're going to take it. Now I got to come up with minutes of blabber. No, wait. I got some reminders. Awesome. Um, so first of all, December 26th through January 1st, you guys, uh, it's Kwanzaa celebration. And uh, I don't know a lot about Kwanzaa. I know a few people that celebrate Kwanzaa. So if that's you, um, happy Kwanzaa. Celebrate that. Um, December 28th. I think I mentioned last week, National Call of Friend Day. I wanted to put that little bug in everybody's brain. Um, not only got your six, you always reach out to your got your six, but think about all those people that you only hear from once every couple of years. Reach out, say hi. All you gotta do is call them quick. Um, especially if you've been meaning to. If there's something that tells you you should have been getting in touch with them, now's a good time. But December 28th is also Pledge of Allegiance Day. And as I was doing my research this week, because I don't know if anyone noticed, but Josh isn't here. So he wasn't, you know, able to help with research. So, um, wow. Congress formally gave recognition to, for the Pledge of Allegiance on December 28th, 1945. I bet Shad's wife knows all this stuff already. I'm going to call her out right now. I'm going to need her to do research too. But anyway, in 1923 and 1924, the National Flag Conference inserted text of the pledge into legislation. On Flag Day in 1954, Congress added the words under God. That was always, that's a big one. Like when did this under God come into play? So that was in 1954. Um, that was in response to the anti-communist opinion sweeping the country during the Cold War. Um, the National Pledge of Allegiance is a way to reaffirm the United States flag as a unique symbol of the United States and its ideals. I teach language arts. Every time I symbol is one of our words in middle school and I'm always like, what is the flag? Can I wear it? And now I have freedom and you know, they get it. No, it's not freedom. It's a symbol of freedom. Now we talk about that. Um, the 29th is National Hero Day. And you know, you get to kind of define who is your hero. What does that, what's constituted into who's your hero? Um, so we honor the people that we look up to and who inspire us to be the best we can possibly be. Um, Justin, I'm going to thank you for your positivity because that is, I strive to be positive in everything I do. And so I, you're, you're, I'm going to be thinking about you on the 29th for, for hero day. Um, how do you define your hero? Um, it's who you look up to. Um, who do you think of when um, they're the people that give? When they got nothing left to give, that's, that's, I mean, I know veterans don't want necessarily always hear this, but um, they've given more than I've given. Their calling was bigger than, I teach their children while they're gone and I love their families while they're gone. And I try to be supportive of, of even when they're not gone. I mean, you know what, you go put your feet up on a mow your lawn, uh, our neighbors. He was, he was um, called up, he's National Guard and he didn't even leave the seats, but he was stuck in Texas. Shad, I'll get stuck in Texas by choice. He wasn't by choice. And so we mowed his lawn and we um, helped his wife put things together. We gave Danny a ride to school. I mean, you just do stuff. Anyway, those are the people that, that give and keep giving when they have um, nothing to give. Heroes act before anyone realizes there's a problem. Okay, so if you're stepping out there with your messages, which we all are right now, um, those problems are out there. People don't even know that we understand that. Um, and they volunteer to put someone else before them. And I think that's something we all share and that's why we're here. So that's a big piece of Hero Day. And then just to cap it all off, 
I don't even have to mention January 1st and what it means to a lot of people. Um, it is National Bloody Mary Day. So I I started out with Virgin Bloody Marys 100 years ago. Um, I hate, hate tomato juice. The only thing I like about tomatoes is ketchup. I don't know what that's all about. So I started with the Virgin Bloody Marys, and I, I do enjoy, it's the Bloody Mary, but it's all that breakfast cheese and meat that comes in, vegetables and fruit, you know, with it. So um, whatever it is, enjoy your January 1st. Happy New Year to you, too. Thank you, guys. That was awesome. Um, I do want to call out one of our heroes because we have Miss Betsy Ross down in uh, Texas who's running a Pampered Chef fundraiser for the People's Patriot Project. And so we'd like to thank Betsy Ross for doing that. You can find it on the People's Patriot Project group and page and her stuff. And Betsy Ross is an amazing follower, and she's always been there. We did ask her to be part of our board, and she is just so busy. Um, she's being a mom. She's pregnant. She's got other things going on. Uh, but she's always there for us, and we greatly appreciate everything she does. So here's a shout-out to Betsy Ross. Um, you know, Andrew is jokingly doing our January 1st Bloody Mary Day, but we do know and we – are, do recognize that this is uh, the new year. Um, I want you to know, and this is my opinion, take it for what you guys want to, every day is a new year. You got to start over every day. You got to start over every second. That, that last minute, which wasn't your best, you can change the next one. Um, I won't buy into the narrative that we're in tough times and tough places and and I get some people find themselves in that spot at that moment. I teach my kids, at the end of the day, you need to have food in your belly, a roof over your head, and you need to be safe. And that's what I need for all you to do. I need you all to have food in your belly, a roof over your head, and I want you to be safe. And every day is a new day. Every minute's a new minute. And when you are at your weakest, Reach out to us. We got you. We got your six. Thank you so much for this amazing group of people to come together tonight and be part of this amazing opportunity. We're excited to continue our future with you, and we're continuing. We're excited to continue the mission. And this mic is going to drive me nuts. Um, with that said, Patriot Pride. If you want to the post show, come see us.